I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast. A well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Welcome back. I'm your host, Sanaya, and today we have an episode that might just light the fire under your belly and get you moving towards creating a well-being-oriented lifestyle. Yes, we'll be talking about my favorite subjects, well-being, self-love, and everyday spirituality. And joining us is an extraordinary guest who's been making waves in this particular aspect of her life promising to inspire and enlighten us all. So have you ever noticed that as life unfolds, as we grow and develop, our interests and passions evolve with us? Lately, I've been very pleased with the profound shifts happening in my own life, and I've also been keenly observing the progress in other people's. And that brings us to today's episode. You've probably noticed it too on social media, in conversations, perhaps even with yourself. The focus on topics of spirituality, self-care, and well-being is growing. Whether you're seeing it on social media, whether you are reading books about it, or even discussing it with your friends. And today, we have someone on the show who's not only talking about it, she's living it. Please join me in welcoming Stephanie Zubiri, an incredible woman who wears so many hats, from author to journalist, editor, television, and social media personality. Stephanie's journey has taken her through diverse realms of storytelling, and now she's embarked on a quest of well-being, self-love, and spirituality. In this episode, we'll explore Stephanie's personal transformation and discover how she's been able to integrate mindfulness and self-care practices into her pursuit of everyday life. We'll also discuss her perspective on finding the spiritual essence in the ordinary moments of life and how she's seamlessly woven her role as a Reiki practitioner into her storytelling. But that's not all. Stephanie's journey has taken on an even more fascinating turn. 
collaborations, workshops, and events centered around well-being and spirituality has brought a lot of meaning to her life. We'll learn about the deeper perspective behind these endeavors and where she envisions this path is leading her to. So if you've ever wondered how to slow down in a world driven by material pursuits and embrace the spiritual side of life, if you've been curious about the connection between introspection, healing, and self-love, then stay tuned. Stephanie will be sharing her insights, wisdom, and practical guidance to help you navigate your own journey of well-being and self-discovery. My dear listener, get ready to embark on a journey of self-exploration and empowerment. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker or just starting to dip your toes into the waters of well-being, there's something here for everyone. And finally, Stephanie Zubiri, thank you for joining us today. You're always an inspiration, and I'm excited to get into these mind-opening topics with you. Welcome back to Project Loving Myself, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me, Sanaya. You know, um, your first uh, interview with me was so empowering for me to share my story with everyone. Um, And, you know, I got so much good feedback. I really bared my soul. And, you know, I'm really excited to be here again. Like it's been a year maybe since my last journey. So a lot has happened. Absolutely. I think you came on, it was season one, Stephanie, and now I'm on season six. So it's been amazing. Wow. That's why I'm so happy to have you back because between where we started and where you are today, I have seen tremendous growth. You know, so many things have been happening in your life. Of course, I follow you on social media So I get to see, you know, all the different exciting things you're doing. And I really admire, you know, how far you've come from where we all started. You know, in the midst of the pandemic, we were all trying to reinvent life as we knew it. And um, it's really great Just trying to get by, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we were all just sort of, how, how can we get through this? Absolutely. And get through this, you did. Now, recently, I've noticed on your social media, Stephanie, that a lot of your posts are starting to focus on topics of spirituality, mm-hmm. self-care, well-being. I mean, you've always been into that, but I see yeah. a, a different energy. Sometimes it's not even exactly what you're saying or the images, but it's the energy that's coming through. There's kind of like a slowing down, you know, there's a more intentional approach, I feel, to the the content you've been putting out. So I want to know what's been going on in your life and what has (laughs) sparked this internal shift that I'm picking up? Um, You know what it is? I think So I have always been a a very spiritual person, Um, but my brand of my personal brand of spirituality is um, quite unique and and different. It's obviously a reflection of me and my beliefs and my values. And I've always kept it very private. You know, I come from um, a very conservative family in terms of spiritual beliefs, but um, like I think the past year I really explored it and come into my power as they say um you know I was always interested in 
connecting um, deeper with the world and with the divine and with God and exploring different manifestations of that. Um, you know, my children grow up in a multicultural environment. They're they're exposed to different religions and cultures. They have friends from all over the world. So for me, I always tell them that, you know, um, what is important is to be spiritual, to, to connect with God and his universe. Um, and as humans, we have different languages to talk to God. So some people, you know, based on their background, what country they're from, what traditions they have, their cultures, they'll have different languages. So you have different what they say religions but for me i say it's a language to talk to the divine um and you know we just recently came from an amazing trip in bhutan last uh last january and that was very special and moving for me um i was always very fascinated with uh, buddhist spirituality um and to share that moment and that journey with my children and to see how intuitive spirituality was for them you know being at all the temples um even just walking in the forest and being in awe of all of god's creations and um yeah so you know i think that was a big turning point um you know i i really just took the time during the pandemic for deep introspection um and that came with a lot of meditation that starts with, I would say, you're trying to manage anxiety and stress. And then as you dig deeper into your meditation practice, you just tap into something else. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, you plug into the universe and your mind just kind of goes, like, where has this been all my life? But I think, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be ready for that journey to start, you know, um, and that chapter in your life to start. So, yeah, so it's just, a, I think, an evolution that a lot of people eventually go through and find throughout their life. Um, and I'm just very lucky I found it as early as now. And, you know, a lot of people discover their, their spirituality, like, towards the end of their life, right, when they're thinking about the afterlife. But um, I'm just very happy that I really embraced it and all modalities um, of it. So, yes, I still pray in the religious, Catholic, Christian type of sense. But I also, um, you know, I'm a Reiki practitioner. I also adhere to the idea of the source. I also adhere to the idea of, you know, different manifestations of divinity and 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 God in everything. I see God in everything. Um, and most importantly, like you said, uh, the spirituality of the everyday. And I think that was the biggest shift in my life, you know, thinking that I had to be in a temple or I had to be in some forest or I had to be in some retreat somewhere to pray and to connect and you know, go in some yoga retreat. Actually, it's, it's really in the small everyday moments. Um, my most powerful meditation and deep, deep spiritual moments happen like early in the morning, right? Next to my bed, uh, I have a small corner where I meditate, um, overlooking, you know, uh, my like Makati skylight. <laughs> like, uh, who would thought, right? But um, ultimately, you realize that it's just accessible anytime, anywhere, and that's yeah, big most life changing thing for me. Yeah, that's beautiful, Stephanie. 
So, you know, Stephanie, a lot of people think spirituality is like big, fancy rituals or practices. And you mentioned, you know, you don't have to be at a retreat or a monastery or a temple. It's an everyday life, right? So how do you help other people see the spiritual side of their everyday lives, even in the little things they do? Like, what can you share from your own discovery of that? You know, how do we pick up these little tiny spiritual moments? How do we start to see spirituality as something that flows Mm. through our life rather than something we have to, you know, set the stage for or go and and, and go somewhere to to do it? So anyway, like for me, definitely reading was a, a big thing. So if I would recommend to anybody, how would you start your journey? Read. Read whatever you think is of interest to you, read um, any topic and don't be biased, you know, so just read. It's all about exploration. Um, Obviously, the Internet is such a great manifold of, you know, topics and information out there. And you get a lot of inspirational quotes from Instagram and stuff. Um, it's, It's a great place for like daily inspiration. But if you really want to discover something and discover yourself and get your own insight just read read a little bit of everything all the time um and you know I think for me the biggest change was when I really committed to the practice um I started with an app daily call so actually I started meditation before with Sarah Black and it was that same thing it was like it was so intense that I had to be under specific conditions it was like I need to do my yoga practice first and then I need to like quiet my room and and then before I knew it like I would never do it or I do it once a week because it was just like I had to have specific conditions to meditate and I really wanted to commit to it because like every time I did have my meditation practice I just felt so much better um and I felt more full like it felt like my cup was more full so I could give to my family and not be like on a short end of the stick all the time sort of like on a fuse right um and I just started 10 minutes a day with daily calm (laughs) you know the calm app I was like I can commit to 10 minutes a day uh and I will do it every day and I would do it in traffic I would do it in the car I would do it as soon as I got up. If I was lazy, I would put on my AirPods and do it while I was still in bed in the morning. (laughs) You know, like I would just commit to it in the bathtub or even in the shower. I would put it on like 10 minutes. It's nothing, but it meant a world of difference. And before I knew it, like after the 10 minutes was up, I would stay longer and longer and longer and then started exploring different types of, um, meditation practices, integrating it. Um, actually, now I find that app is like not enough. So I do minimum 10 a day up to 40 minutes sometimes because now it's combined with like myself healing Reiki practices and all kinds of other things. And I can just stay there, I don't know, looking at all these things in my head. And um, yeah, and then, you know, what can you really do like what have I done to inspire people? I don't think I've done anything specific except walk the talk. Um, 
I think this is the first time I've really embodied all the values that I hold dear. So, you know, we have our values and our, our ideals, but how often do we really adhere to it? And, you know, I think I started looking at my life differently. Um, not how can I be the best at what I do, but how can I be the best version of me? And how can I be a better person rather than like the best at my work? You know, um, I'm really focusing on being a better person. That's what I, that, that's my life goal. I just want to be the best version of me. I want to be a better person. I want to be um, more patient, more kind, more compassionate. Um, and rather than focusing on like business driven comp competition, and then I guess it kind of just radiates. So like, my Reiki master teacher, um, she's amazing, um, Isa Hewlett. She is, yeah, she works with you, you guys before Third Eye Wellness, right? Um, I love her. And she, she was like, you should just be like the sun that, because I always ask her, like, how can I, how can I, like, help people who don't want to be helped like in the context of my family you know like my aging parents and the stress that they're going through and you know not really like into reiki or healing he's like you just have to be like the sun like you just have to be so full of your own light and just sort of unconditional love that you radiate the goodness on them and and you know we don't ask the sun to shine on us but it does and it makes us feel good so i always think of that especially when i'm gloomy how would i be a sun <laughs> like fan that flame you know fan that little light fan that little flame <laughs> yeah. i love that you know i love what you just said and i love what isa um who's amazing really yeah, incredible uh, her energy is the sun you know so she's yeah. right like at the end of the day, you can't change people around you and you can't make them mm -hmm. change. Even when you see the potential in them that they don't yet see. Yeah. Right. But what yes. you can do is be that light, be the sun and let them bask in your light. And that is healing in nature. You totally. know, that is the support they need. That is the yeah. love they need. And just by being yeah. you, you uplift people around you. Exactly. You just have to be the best version of you, right? Like if yeah. I'm tired stuff, stressed out stuff, anxious stuff, angry stuff, competitive stuff, like what good is that person to anyone? Really? Like, I Absolutely. mean, it's, it's, you're not, you're not, I'm like a bad mom, bad partner, bad daughter. Like you're just you're grouchy at everybody. Right. So I think for me, it's like, how can I be the best version of myself as a human being, not even achieving things. And I, I really stopped caring about achievements and, and business goals and that end. Like for me, my ultimate focus is how can I be the best possible human being? And then it just kind of cascades into your work because you do your work joyfully. You do your work with integrity. You say no to things that don't align with your values. So when you do say yes to things, it's like 110% and it's believable. And I've just sort of learned to tr to really do my best to operate in this way. It's not easy, but like you said, slowing things down 
and observing how you feel about things, how things make you feel, whether that's triggers or reactions or offers of jobs or whatever. Just, I take a step back and observe. And that's what meditation has taught me, to be quiet and just, I'm not quiet now, but I'm <laughs> chatty right now. But meditation has really taught me to sort of not be reactionary and be more of like proactive, but not reactive. So kind of sit, take stock. How do I feel? Why does that make me feel this way? How do I want to move forward? Just as aligned with my higher self. Okay. And then, you know, um, that's, Act. yeah, yeah, really. And then it feels good. You know, when you do something that you're super aligned with, you feel really good. Absolutely. And, you know, there's two things I want to highlight about what you said, Stephanie. Number one, I have noticed this happening with other people as well, where mm -hmm. they go through this kind of awakening. All right. And it's like where the demands of your life are such yeah. that it creates a lot of pressure and it requires so much more from you. And yeah. when you can't cope, when a person can't cope, they become grouchy and angry and all of these things happen. And then you're like, wait a minute, this is not who I want to be. And a lot of people at that point wake up and they start searching for tools to help them be, yeah. you know, the better version and to handle all the demands on their life, whether it's a mother or a, you know, a daughter or a partner and all those things that you mentioned. Right. And so we look for these tools, which by the way, weren't available 10, no. 20, 30 years ago, it's so much more available to people today. It and is. they recognize that these are things like meditation or, you know, healing or Reiki or whatever it may be. We now know that these are tools that actually help us ultimately on our performance as individuals, as human beings. And we know we need it because we can't be so balanced if we don't have yeah. something that grounds us and stabilizes us. So on Agreed. one hand, I do see it as an awakening that people go through where they recognize they need something more to meet the demands of their life. The other thing that I see, which is so interesting, because I had this conversation with my husband last night, and I was saying, you know, when you're in that space of your life where you need to, you know, make money, pay for whatever are your daily needs, you're, it's yeah. all about you know, supporting yourself. It's all about having enough um, to, to, to manage your life. You're in that little hamster wheel and it's always about making more, okay. making more, making more, right? But there comes a point where you've built your identity. You feel secure, maybe financially. You feel mm. you can manage your daily life. And you get to a point where I have enough and suddenly, when that financial drive is not such a priority anymore because you've had some measure of success or you've had a lot of success, but at least you've gotten to a point where there's stability, suddenly the mind goes, well, that's not so much of a concern. Now I can focus on things that actually matter, you know, things that mean something. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Two things. Like, I want to be very... Clear here, one, I am um, a single mother with a single income. So, you know, my last podcast, I talked about separating from my husband at the time. It was just fresh. Um, You know, we're still working through the annulment process. But, you know, just I basically support my children and myself like 100% solely. So he doesn't contribute anything. Um, And that used to keep me up at night, every night, like my God, if I'm not working, how am I going to feed the kids? Right? Like, so you would just take work, whatever work that came because you were afraid that it would go away. And it's all about shifting your mindset from lack mentality to a life of abundance. Because, you know, what I realized is number one, positive attracts positive and negative attracts negative. So when you are desperate and feeling like the universe is not going to provide for you and feeling like it's a rat race and feel I felt like nothing was enough I kept working and working and nothing was enough and I was always afraid and I was always like looking at other people who would like get jobs that I pitched for and they were my friends and I would feel bad oh my god it was like it's just this downward spiral of you know and I would say yes to things that didn't make me feel good just because you know science the money um But honestly, like it really took uh, a lot of trust that, wow, it's just the universe will provide for you. You got to work hard, but Mm -hmm. the more you align with your values, the more you align with your higher self, the more things will come to you. So it's all about real abundance for me is about flow. It's about Letting go of the things that are not for you, letting go of the things you didn't get because you know what? There are better opportunities that will come to you. What is meant for you will come to you. So that is the mindset I've been cultivating and it has served me so well. You know, I really just today uh, a campaign approached me. It's going to pay well, but I don't necessarily like the product and you know, I just come to a space where I'm like, it's okay, thank you, you know, and trusting that something else will come along. And the first time I did that, it was really hard. It was um a big multi a big corporation that did like a lot of processed food that was a regular client before. And you know, I just felt so awful. Like my kids were like, even eat this, like, I'm like, just smile, just smile, we're getting paid, just smile. And it's like so bad. I was making them miserable. We were fighting. I was miserable. And you know what? They came back again. And I said, you know, 
I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I'm just going to trust. It was a big campaign. It was a long-term campaign. It was income that was very hard to say no to. But I don't even believe in eating food like this, you know? Um, so I said no. And as scary as it was. But you know what? Almost a couple of weeks later, something came along that was more aligned with me and my brand, my values. And I recognize that I'm very fortunate that I have some semblance of security um, and you know, I have a home and whatever it is, I can feed my family and I can send them to school. And you know what I've realized? If I need to downsize, Sanaya, I can downsize. It's okay. I just don't want to compromise my integrity and my values. Um, you know, like I believe that things happen for a reason. The things that will come to you will definitely come to you. And um, I think people should trust that. And that removes a big amount of stress as well. You have to trust yourself too. Um, that was the biggest learning point. I used to stress out about every aspect of my work. And so one day I realized I was like, wait, I get everything done. Why am I stressed? Like I've never missed a deadline. I've never missed a whatever. Like yeah, even if I'm up against the actual deadline, like super like the finish line is there and I'm like super photo finished, I always get it done anyway. So you know now I don't stress. There's like a ticket in my brain one thing at a time. Okay, that's what I'm doing now. When that's done, I'll do something else. And when that's done, like I don't stress anymore about the work because I trust myself. I trust that I will get things done. I will do what is needed to do. And that includes provide for my family. So if the time comes that I might have to compromise my values because we're up against the wall and we need, you know, to feed mouths, then okay, we'll do it, right? But for as long as that I don't have to, I will keep aligning with my values you know it's that's amazing stephanie and you know if i were to summarize the shift for you it was like you were on survival mode and then you went from survival yes. mode to trust yeah. okay and that leap which is a giant Huge. leap by the way right i'm sure that involved a lot of introspection and confronting like aspects of yourself that maybe you felt you needed to work on or heal. Tell me how that connects to self-love for you. And, you know, if there's any advice you can give to anyone who needs to make that, that jump from survival mode to like, I can trust myself. I can trust the universe and I can align. Yeah. And I know you said, you know, I know you said that if I had to, and I was push come to shove and I had to compromise, yeah. I would. But the thing, the beauty of trust is, you'll never have to compromise, right? Mm -hmm. When you're no. in alignment and trust, the chances of you ever having to compromise and go backwards are like zero to none in, in my experience. So yeah. talk to me about that. Um, I can't take all the credit. I'm surrounded by wonderful people. And, you know, part of the transformation is, you know, when you go through your spiritual ascension, okay, maybe this is a bit deeper, your audience, I don't know, but I'll get all like witchy woo-woo here with you guys. I feel like you would get it. Um, right? When you go through the different stages of spiritual ascension. Stephanie, you can be as woo-woo <laughs> as you want. Yeah. So when you go through those stages of spiritual ascension, I think one of the biggest shifts is realizing that as you align further with yourself and your higher self and sort of your divine self, 
you start to break away from certain people in your life. And it's without judgment, right? For me, it's like they're on their own journey at their own pace, at their own time. And I am on my journey at my own pace, at my own time. And sometimes we're not meeting anymore. And it's very difficult because sometimes these are very close and dear friends. um, But you just are not at the same place in your life at the moment. And that doesn't mean that you can't come back together. Because I've seen that with some of my friends that like, oh my God, now we're connecting again, but on other things where we used to connect on like partying, wine, shopping, whatever. Now we're like, oh, let's do our meditations together. We're like, so... You know, sometimes you break apart, then you come back together and um, or sometimes you don't. And that's okay. You really one of the biggest things that have served me so well is really letting go of everything that doesn't serve you on your journey right now. So that's negative emotions, generational trauma. Gosh, there's a lot of it. (laughs) Um, You know, negative people, because, again, it's all about raising your vibrations, right? And like anything in this world, if if we're all energy moving like this, you will be influenced by the people around you. So when you, it's, it's as simple as you walk into a room and it's a lively, happy mood. It's infectious, right? When you walk into a room and everyone is like sad and commiserating and complaining, it's also infectious, right? So It was a question of who do I want to surround myself with? So I want to surround myself with people who, and it's not toxic positivity because we're very vulnerable about what we're going through. We're very open. I'm dealing with aging parents, which is very difficult for me. Um, They are going through their own uh, awakenings of their trauma of their life. And and I'm the one who has to sort of hold space for them Um, all the while being a mom having, you know, my business and all of that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really about being with people who support you on your journey, who have a higher vibration. And I'm very blessed to have, you know, close people around me who don't think I'm crazy when I like smudge them or smudge me or like, <laughs> you know, um, or don't think I'm crazy when I, you know, do my like, whatever, my whole full moon rituals and what, and people who actually help me dive deeper into these practices and explore more into these practices, working with crystals, working with intentions, working with manifestations, working with, um, you know, even talking to people who have six senses and, and are clairvoyant and can, you know, and accessing your, your different um, energetic fields and energetic lanes you know like it's it's incredible um the world that is open to you when you open your mind and then the universe will bring you more people in your journey so I really found a community where I can be myself um where I can be you know like as out there as I want to be um and it's it's great and it's it's nice and you know what it cascades also to like my kids to other to, to my friends um so I can't take the credit I can't take the credit I it's really about being drawn to the people who like vibrate at the same frequency in you as you and even higher so they can pull you up you know so what I'm hearing Stephanie is one it's about the company you keep 
It's the people yeah. you're choosing to be around because that's still you it's making major. that choice. Yeah. But that's major, right? It's major. Of course it is. Yeah. Like, and sometimes it's hard. It's hard. It is hard. And what's harder is letting go of what's familiar. You know, the people that, yeah. that are familiar to you. So letting that go and then trusting, because that's another trust thing too, and trusting mm-hmm. that the right people will come into your yeah. life. You know, that you're not going to be alone because you let go of all these other people that are very familiar. So I'm hearing that. And I'm also hearing that it's taking the initiative to explore all these different tools that are available mm-hmm. to you, whether it's full moon, you know, practice or ritual, whether it's crystals yeah. or smudging, it's all these different, you know, experiences that are opening you up to sure. information, knowledge, insight, intuition. I'm sure in many of these practices and in your own meditation, you are getting those, you know, intuitions. A that lot are of downloads, you know, like really having your angel guides, speaking to other spirit guides, connecting directly to the source. I mean, it, honestly, like I've, you're right about what we call intuition. You know, one of my favorite mantras to meditate on is Namo Gurudev Namo. All the knowledge you need, all the wisdom you need, all the light you need, it's inside. You are your own teacher, right? Um, and, you know, and it takes a while to get there, but once you start trusting you and the, the power you have to affect change. And, and so can I get a little nerdy here? Like, okay, guys, like uh, for the audience out there, manifestation and the power of manifestation and being able to change through thought, through intention um, is real. Like it's been proven scientifically through many studies um, as early as the 90s, with the Wiseman Institute, you know, they were studying this beam of electrons. And basically, when people would come in to observe it, because in science, the electrons are particles, they, they would act like particles. But when their scientists would leave the room, they would be just energy waves and stop existing in the physical plane. So that's kind of crazy. And it's highly documented. And even like quantum entanglement, like some really nerdy. I often love all this no, stuff. Stephanie, the, the first um, example you gave, that's the wave particle theory in quantum physics. Yeah. And it demonstrates absolutely. I, I'm a big, you know, a big believer in all of this, but it's just, it's that what we think and expect out of our life is how our life will, you know, behave. That's exactly. the outcome. We are literally creating our reality simply by what we expect and anticipate. So absolutely plus one or thumbs up to what you just said. But tell me the second one. I want to hear the second one. So the second one is quantum entanglement. Last last year's Nobel Prize winners were just like baffled. I was reading this incredible article about how many times science in Scientific American, how many times science is like wowed us this year. And so basically quantum entanglement theory is about you know, two particles, no matter how far away they are, light years away, they can still react to each other and be connected. So basically, they were doing this in the study of satellites and how to improve like transmission of information from satellites. And then they just discovered like this mind blowing thing that 
if at any point two particles met and then they were separated by light years, like it, their effect on each other will always they will always have an effect on each other. So they're entangled forever in eternity, vita eternum, and it's incredible because it just goes to show you how we all affect each other. And so with that in mind. I would like to bring light into a space. I would like to bring positivity into a space. I would like to bring love into a space. And it's not always easy. I mean, it's hard. I mean, there are days you wake up and you just, right? <laughs> you just, bleh. you just don't want to see anyone know me. And, and you have yeah things that are demanded of you. But I guarantee like going inward and also recognizing when you have those dark moments that it's okay to take a pause. Right. It's okay. It's okay to stop and be like, I'm staying home all day. Like, sorry, you know, and it's, it's okay. It's okay to say, I'm grouchy today, man. Sorry. <laughs> right. Like not to be you, you have to take care of you yeah. and your needs. And to me, that is self-love is being able to, yeah. you know, recognize what are your needs in any moment and respond to that without caring about, you know, what other people would say or how totally. they judge it. Because you're the only one who knows what you need. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If I may, like, share with the audience, for me, the easiest access to feeling better is your body, really. Um, we don't think about it much. You know, sometimes we want to go from, like, zero to 100. I'm, like, a ball of stress and anxiety and I want to go straight into enlightenment and they feel like that the journey is from like you're you're here and then you want to go straight into like the spiritual enlightenment actually the easiest access is your body because your body is also all energy this physicality is it's kind of fake right so it's all we're all energy we're all beings of energy and there's so much so many studies and and books and research about how we store trauma in our body, how we store um, grief, how we store all our emotions in our body, and they cause physical ailments. So, you know, I think I really shifted also my perspective. I think I was going straight from like that superficial straight to spiritual with and then bypassing the body like thinking of the body as like I need to be fit and look good and whatever you know it's all about being like thin and sex but no like I really started looking at my body as sacred it's a temple it really is a temple um and what you eat can really shift so you know it's actually changed my eating habits because I'm, you know, some foods have like higher vibrational energy and some have lower vibrational energy. Um, I'm a little bit more mindful and intentional with the way I eat. Movement is a big part of it. Um, and it's not anymore about I want to be sexy. I mean, of course, I want to be sexy. Who doesn't? But in a different way, you know, it's more I want to feel good. And if 
I'm well nourished. It helps you also feel better. You know, there's this gut brain access. So a lot of what we eat will really physically in the medical and scientific sense affect your hormones, your endorphins, your ability to produce these happy hormones and your ability to curb the stress hormones. So there's just so much. It's like a holistic approach. It's a lifestyle change. And you know what? If you're not ready for it yet, it's okay. It's okay. I went through my party phase, my drinking phase. Everyone's got to go through their shadow work, right? Like they go through the different phases of life and, and just honor where you are in your journey. Don't try to rush out of it, you know, live it out. If you're going through your wave of excess and escapism at the moment, it's okay. It's okay. You know, you'll get out of it also, right? Well, what you're talking about really is creating this wellness-oriented lifestyle. That's what Mm. you've done, right? And it's not just mental or emotional. It's really a mind-body energy you know, approach to your life where you are taking care of what's happening on the physical level. You are addressing your emotional needs. You are looking at the meditation aspect to, you know, help your, your mind stay balanced and calm. And I, I cannot, you know, stress how important that is. I cannot stress enough how important that is and how valuable that is. But for other people, right? You're right. Everybody's at a different phase. You're, mm-hmm. you know, people are still um, grappling with what they want or where they want to be. Now, there are people out there who also recognize that it's time for them to slow down and embrace mm-hmm. this more spiritual side of life and start to integrate this whole mind, body, energy, you know, perspective in their life. Yeah, because it's not three things. It's one we're one. We're one entity, right? Without your mind, your body ceases to exist. Without your spirit, your body ceases to exist. Without your body, you're just kind of floating around, right? So it's one thing. We're one thing. So how does one start? You know, where does one start? I know it's a really big question because there's so many different routes, right? All roads lead to Rome. But for someone who's already done this, like you've been on that journey, right? Where would you tell somebody to start and how? Okay, so um, a couple of things. Number one, get enough sleep. (laughs) Sleep. Sleep is where you can really integrate all aspects of yourself. That's, you know, it, it is where mind, body, spirit are really working together. So we don't get enough sleep. Um. Number two, you know, I did so many things in my journey, but I kind of hit a plateau and where I really changed and noticed a significant change was when I took away a lot of stimulants, like I took away caffeine and I took away alcohol and really embraced um, sobriety uh, and I still drink wine. I really do. But there was a time where I did two months just totally sober and then extended it for longer. And it started as a fitness thing. It started as I'm going to cut the alcohol because I want a flat stomach. But what I got out of it was alcohol or any kind of like excess or stimulants or escapism tool. Um, it's exactly that. You are using it as 
a crutch or a social lubricant. So I, I was able to take stock of my attitude towards these things. Like, oh, when I'm stressed, I need a glass of wine. Ah, let's drink. I'm stressed, right? So that's negative association. Or you're in a cocktail party and then you're like, oh, I don't know anyone. I'm going to have a drink, right? So when you remove that and you realize that you actually have to, one, deal with your stress in a healthy way. What am I going to do? I'm going to think about it. I'm going to meditate on it. Maybe I'll exercise. Maybe I'll take a bath. Maybe I'll cry, right? And then you're not escaping your stress. You're, you're looking at whatever is making you uncomfortable at the moment, facing it, and then dealing with it. And then you have growth. And then when it came to social situations, I realized that so simple. If I can't have fun while I'm sober, then why am I here? <laughs> like, I mean, like if yes. I'm enjoying anyone's yeah. company or this party or this event, then like, what am I doing here? I'm here. <laughs> like, why am I here? So it was such an amazing learning for me, someone who loves wine. I mean, I have a certificate in WSET. I like, you know, burgeoning sommelier at one point. Like, for me, it was like such a revelation to go to a party, to be in an, in even some like nightclubs and late nights and dancing and really enjoying myself sober, like no alcohol, no nothing. And just being high on life and happy because I like the music, because I like my friends. I like the company. I like the conversation. Or, and then also saying like, okay, I went to this because it was a work obligation. I did my job. We'll go home now, you know, like uh, it's, I'm, I'm done. So it was this sort of like um, reframing the way I interacted with the world, the way I interacted with what life threw at me. And I think a lot of us, um, when we're operating yet, not yet going through our spiritual ascension, when things get hard, we need escapism to cope. Um, but actually doing the opposite and kind of like, powering through and being able to observe all aspects of your life. So it was huge. It was such a big change. So one, get sleep. Two, get sober. Not forever. Now I still drink, but I have some rules. It's like, I'm going to drink because the wine tastes good with the food and I'm really enjoying it. Or I'm going to drink because I'm celebrating with someone and it feels nice. Or sometimes I, I won't drink because it's not even worth it. Like it's, like cheap wine or a cheap cocktail and I'm not enjoying it. Right. So I'm, but I'm not using it anymore as an escape tool. Right. So um, whatever it is, and some people, maybe it's not alcohol, maybe it's food, maybe food is your escape tool. Maybe it's shopping. A lot of people shop to escape. Um, maybe it's, you know, travel Sugar. even. Yeah. So, or Sometimes it's also like travel and there's, there's good travel and bad travel. Like, I mean, there was a point in my Running life away. where I would run away, just run away from my real life. Right. Yeah. Um, so whatever it is, get sober. So, and don't be afraid to be uncomfortable and then power through it. Um, and then number three, really embrace that quietness right so uh, it sounds so stupid uh, everyone knows that meditation really like helped me even if it's just five minutes just being quiet 
And, you know, if you can't meditate, just take five minutes to be quiet, but not on your phone. Don't be doom scrolling. Don't be whatever. Read a book. Um, slowing down my mornings helped me be more productive. So I used to get up at 5 a.m. and the kids to school, work, write an article, exercise. Uh, go. By the time it was like 6 p.m., I was like, like gone. Um, now, sometimes I don't get to the office until like, 10 or even 11 but then the time i'm there i'm so productive and then i have energy but i'll cook dinner for my kids and i'll play with them and put them to bed and then i still have energy to read and you know because i'll wake up once my kids go off to school i'll have my i do like ceremonial cacao now in the morning with like all my adaptogens and my little mushrooms and you know i call it my witch's brew depending on how i feel i put different things in it and then I sit outside if it's a nice day. I have like a little upstairs garden and I sit there with my dog and a book. Um, and then after I have that, I'll take like 20, 30 minutes to meditate. And then that's like the ideal morning for me. I'll have my cacao with my dog and upstairs and then I'll come down and then I'll do my meditation for like 40 minutes and then a yoga practice or my workout and then take my time to shower. And like, <laughs> like long morning and then when I get to the office I'm like whatever whatever you want to put on my plate I can deal with you know um because I'm prepped I'm prepped my cup is full I I when I'm bring myself to the world my cup is full and a really good friend of mine Kimmy Lou who's like a life coach taught me something incredible only give from your overflow so if your cup is empty how can you give Right. Or you, if, right. if you don't have overflow, it'll just keep emptying until you're empty. So you have to give from your overflow. I love it. And I love everything you've said. Um, totally resonate with it. In fact, when you were talking about the drinking and getting sober and so on, you know, I really, I really felt like it was like you stopped trying to belong and fit mm. in because you suddenly knew who you were. Yeah. And you started making very conscious and intentional choices. And even the way you've kind of reoriented your day, it sounds like you've created a, a life that's really working for you. And it's something you truly enjoy. It's, it's feeding you. It's fueling you for your day rather than, you know, draining yeah. you, exhausting you, taking away from you. So I love, you know, I love that shift. And uh, just to side note, like I recognize that I have the privilege of doing that because I don't have like a nine to five job. I don't have to punch in at an office. Um, so my advice to people who do have to be in the office at eight and have to commute and whatever is, well, take that time in the morning or during your commute, you know, to, to center yourself. Or even when you get to the office, when you're finally, or wake up 30 minutes earlier. You know, that's what I would do. Like if I have a, a day that's quite busy and I have like a taping, I have this and I have to be at a certain place at a certain time early in the morning, I'll wake up 30 minutes earlier. And I always have my cacao for it grounds me. Like I'll make it bow and then people are like, what, what is that? Like my witch's your, brew. Your witch's <laughs> brew. I love that. But honestly, yeah. you know, if if you want to, you can create that lifestyle. It's just about having the intention and then taking the yeah. steps toward it, which you have done. Stephanie, this has been so inspiring. I'm sure, you. you know, 
anyone listening in is so motivated and I think realizes it's not so difficult. You know, it's not so hard to make that shift. I mean, a lot of the steps you outlined are very simple. Take five minutes, you know, get off alcohol. Exactly. You know, and and so hard. That's the other one. Sleep, drink water, take five minutes, take a pause, take a pause, five minutes, get off alcohol and move. Immediately you'll feel better. You will feel exactly. better without even changing your diet. It's just, you know, undrink a lot of water. <laughs> I have to remind yeah. myself that. But yes. Yes, me Ouch. too. That's something I, I <laughs> as well. But really, it's been such a great conversation. I'm so grateful, Stephanie, for your time because I know how busy you are. And, you know, you've got no. so many amazing things going on. So now to end our episode, as always, Stephanie, what is your Project Loving Myself mantra or message that you want to share with our listeners? Oh, wow. Okay. So a couple things. Number one, you have everything you need inside of you. Um, That is the most important thing. You are of value. You are an abundant creature. And every time you feel like you're lacking, it's okay to take that pause. You have to be selfish to be the best version of you. So you can be the best version of you for everybody around you, whether that's work, your family, your partner, your children, your friends. Um, so yes, thank you so much. And I want to make an exciting announcement. Um, on October 2, also dropping on Spotify, I'm launching my podcast as well. So um, if you want to hear more, <laughs> more of these things, um, I am going to announce the name of my podcast. It's called Soulful Feasts, bite-sized information to nourish your body, mind, and spirit. Um, and it started out as a research, basically a research project for a book that I'm working on and turned into a podcast. So um, yeah, this, it's, it's basically all of this, but broken down into small little things with like very specific uh, per episode, you know, we'll be covering topics like nutrition, um, wellness. Uh, I'll be doing guided meditations there as well. Um, so, you know, if you want to spend your five minutes of choice with me, you can <laughs> um, go and check that out. Uh, and we have some amazing interviewees of people who are sharing their stories and their journey and, it's a positive space and it's a safe space um, for you guys to escape to. And we really tried to keep the episode short and sweet as well. So you can, you know, get that little escape from your day and spend it with me. Beautiful. Congratulations, yeah. Stephanie. Tell Thank us how you. we can reach you. How can people, you know, follow you or reach you? Well, you can reach me on Instagram. That's my main platform. So at Stephanie Zubiri on Instagram. That's it. It's super easy. I also have my website, uh, stephaniezubiri.com. If you want to learn more about the different kind of work that I do, I still have to update it for my light work. Um, I will be offering more workshops. We did the sacred body workshop recently, um, which was really interesting and hoping to do another edition soon. So it was all about basically having better sex by connecting to your uh, body and mind and spirit and integrating all of that and releasing all the trauma that's holding you back. So that was very wonderful. Um, I'll also be offering Reiki services soon. Um, But other than that, yeah, I'm your resident, you know, content creator and (laughs) writer 
<laughs> journalist, all words, <laughs> words and pictures. Um, so yeah, so you can reach me on my Instagram. Uh, that's the best way. Amazing, Stephanie. Like mm-hmm. it really sounds like everything is in flow and you are doing exactly what you're meant to be doing. Thank you once again for being Thank here you. with us. This was amazing. As we conclude this invigorating conversation with Stephanie Zubiri, it's clear that the path to well-being and everyday spirituality is both attainable and transformative. Anybody can get started on this journey, and so can you. We've delved into integrating mindfulness and self-care practices, finding spirituality in the mundane, and embracing introspection for self-love and healing. Remember, it's in the small, meaningful moments that our spirits truly thrive. It's no longer about surviving, it's about thriving. Let Stephanie's wisdom inspire you to infuse everyday spirituality into your life, cultivating a deeper connection to yourself and the world around you. Now, I want to hear from you. I want to know what you thought of this episode. So share your insights and reactions to this episode on your socials. Tag us at Project Loving Myself Podcast and tag me too at Sanaya Gurnamo. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode releasing every Monday. Spread the love and share Project Loving Myself with your loved ones. Let's build a community of self-love and personal growth together. Here's a beautiful quote to leave you with. You do not need to work to become spiritual. You are spiritual. You need only to remember that fact. Spirit is within you. God is within you. And that is by Julia Cameron. This is Sanaya Gurnamal signing off from another episode of Project Loving Myself. You are loved. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Podmachine. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.